0: Welcome back to the podcast formerly known as Finding Fitness. We are launching as Primal Athletics Radio.
1: So we're re-energizing the podcast. Um, we're struggling to come up with some ideas. So we took some time off, um, and now we're back ready to rock again. Um, and changing up the format a little bit, the main difference, I'd say, is that we're just trying to uh, really uh, promote like helpful and uh, informative podcasts that'll really uh, bring benefit to our listeners. So, um, So yeah, that's kind of our mission going forward, but... Um, But today, specifically, um, we're going to be talking to Tyler, who is the uh, newest member of the team. What up, (laughs) (laughs) y'all? And, uh, yeah, so we're going to kind of give some background on him and um, interview him a little bit, and then, since it's that time of the year, maybe talk about some new beginnings and uh, how you can kind of use that energy of the new year to uh, improve all things fitness and, uh, and all things life related. So let's do it. Yeah. Interview roulette. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So maybe we start with, uh, the basics, like your background, yeah. where you're from, how you found, uh, CrossFit in general, and then how you ended up here. Yeah. What's your story? Story started long ago
0: in 1994. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think as far as fitness I'd always kind of been um, involved in just you know general athletics Uh, I played football for close to 10 years I played collegiately um, and I fell in love with like the training aspect like I almost liked that more than actually competing in the game like the game was fun but I was the type of person that enjoyed practice every day enjoyed being in the weight room Um, and then when that ended I didn't really have uh, an outlet like that anymore so Um, crossfit was kind of filling that gap for me after I got out Um, and soon after I realized I wanted to coach um, because I enjoyed it so much I wanted to share it with other people and I have a background in phys ed that's what I studied through college Um, so it kind of fit that mold perfectly the crossfit and teaching and that's how I got introduced from
1: crossfit through football
0: Somewhat. We did a lot of like Olympic lifting and uh, interval style stuff through CrossFit, uh, through football, but it wasn't like specifically CrossFit methodology, it wasn't tagged like that. Um, but then when I did try traditional CrossFit, it was a lot of stuff that I'd done before, um, minus like gymnastics and a lot of the high school stuff.
1: How did you find CrossFit? Did you just like go to a box or? Yeah. Um, I'd seen all
0: like the documentaries on Netflix, uh. and I was always kind of like enraptured by that competition mm-hmm. like the games was my first um, peer into CrossFit uh, so I after I got out of football I just googled like CrossFit gyms near me and went in and tried it
1: and I signed up that day and it's been nice. game on since that one yeah Sweet. yeah, that's funny like I, um, yeah I think the games is like a, a lot of people kind of find find CrossFit through the games whether it's like ESPN or whatever and then they uh, they're either like intimidated by it or like just raptured by it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah, like I can't do that,
0: so I want to try. You know. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, when did you decide you want to start coaching? Um, pretty soon after starting, I, I found myself like being somebody who is very focused on learning technical stuff, um, and like wanting to help other people kind of get better technically. So. I did that like at the gym without you know really having that coaching background. Then I took my level one probably six months into doing CrossFit and started coaching like almost right away after that. So I think it was just kind of natural. Like I said, the the phys ed background. I'd been teaching in schools and you know more or less you know coaching. Um, I coached high school football and it was just natural to like wanna help other people learn, even though I was like still in the learning phase. Um, And then that's that's how i started out coaching wise yeah anything else
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's the whole side of like the sport of crossfit that's kind of what brought you into it yeah
0: initially Um, i think i've grown to respect the like the affiliate level and like the health benefits of crossfit now more so
1: Um,
0: but originally i was like hooked by the sport sport. end because i was in that mindset i was a competitive athlete yeah so it like really like just kind of got me yeah um But now I can
1: see the full picture as a coach. Right. Um, I think they're they're related. Like, they're interconnected. Yeah, for sure.
2: Has that competitive nature spilled into your CrossFit training?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think even maybe to a fault at the beginning. Like, for most people, I think, especially if you're an athlete, you come in and you try to, like, win every workout. Mm. And it's hard to differentiate between training and competing especially like at the beginning phase um so i've like it's been a learning process to like reel back some days like not every day has to be like you know competition for the best score or whatever it's just like mm-hmm. more so um training for your particular goals um but i still i think if you're if you're a competitor you're like gonna compete mm-hmm. naturally it's hard not to you know get in that mindset especially yeah. in a gym right and there's a clock running and there's other people around. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Do you have any big goals for 2020? I'd like to think so. <laughs> um, yeah, i definitely, like, focus on the Open. Um, that's kind of my, like, quote-unquote games for the year um, is to progressively get better in the Open. Um, and I've had, like, specific goals going forward, which I've met. So this year, um, obviously, that's going to continue and I hope to get further up the leaderboard. Um, and I also want to do an online qualifier for a sanctioned event uh, just to see where I'd fall. Even if I don't make it to one, um, I think it'd be fun to, you know, prepare for one and train for one and start kind of
1: mixing into that uh, top end of competitive crossfit. How, uh, how many hours a day would you say you train on average? Usually probably
0: two, um, maybe three if I have the time but I'm a person who likes to hit it with like a lot of intensity and not so much a ton of volume spread across the day. I think if I can get two really hard sessions, if like maybe one's a lifting one's a Metcon, mm-hmm. um, that's, that seems to do the trick for me. And then if I'm getting closer to competition, I'll probably add in more volume, but I'm not, I'm not at the level right now where I need like six hours a day in a gym. Right. You know, I'm not trying to go to the games at the moment and, um, I think if you hit it with intensity and you have a lot of intent in what you're doing, you can get a lot out of two sessions or even one session if it's a little longer. Yeah. Have you changed up like diet or sleeping habits or recovery habits like when you started CrossFit and started training more? Diet, big time, yeah. Um, I ate like a football player when I started CrossFit and realized uh, it's a little different, especially with the longer conditioning pieces and more bodyweight stuff like the high-skill gymnastics. I could never have dreamed of doing a strict muscle-up when i was playing football just because my body composition was so different and everything was focused on like power and not being demolished by guys twice my size on a field <laughs> so um yeah diet has definitely changed just more uh clean eating i think
1: mm-hmm. cut note unnecessary calories what about like outside of crossfit what's your uh What do you you like to do? What's your life like outside of the box? I like to rock and roll, baby. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I play music. I write music.
0: Um, I have a band. We gig almost every weekend, Um, record stuff. That's kind of my other passion besides fitness. And sometimes, like, finding the balance between having multiple things you love is hard. Um, But I think it starts with, like, not limiting yourself or putting a label on, you know, having to be stuck in a box like if you're a crossfit athlete you can still or any type of athlete you can still you know branch out in other mm-hmm. ways artistically or yeah. vice versa So that's what really my my time is spent on those two things um, I don't really have much time for else but for other things rather but yeah those are the two things I love so I kind of put most of my eggs in those baskets.
1: Yeah anything else you'd want our listeners to know about you?
0: Uh, I, I love being like around people who want to get better because I feel like it's contagious and that's why I've chosen to pursue this career and spend so much time like in a gym or like in a you know a fitness community because I think the people are quality and it like just makes your life quality better being around people that are disciplined and want to be better and you don't get that really in the if you want to say like the civilian world or whatever if you're not surrounded by people who are really disciplined or have goals it tends to rub off so um i know i'm thankful to be able to be around people that have like discipline and it it definitely rubs off
1: yeah so i think maybe like this time of year everybody's always thinking about uh improving um especially but yeah we're always trying to be better our slogans better than yesterday um but yeah i think yeah, being around other people that are trying to better themselves is contagious for sure. But, yeah. Um, like, this this time of year, everybody's kind of, that's, that's like, on their mind. Um, so, like, as far as, like, goal setting and, and stuff like that, what, what do you guys do? Or, Tyler, what do you do for, like, goal setting every year? Or what have you done in the past? What are you doing this year? Um, well, I mean, on the subject of, like, the New Year's and, like, I guess, like,
0: resolutioners and people who feel like you have a fresh start. Um, For me, it's, like, trying to take that feeling, like, that most people have right now in, like, this first week of January and, like, putting it throughout the year. So, like, not just having, uh, like, a go-get-it attitude at the beginning of the year, um, but, like, when your motivation goes away, maintaining your go-get-it attitude, um, even, like, you know, when things aren't going great anymore or it's not a fresh start. Right. if you could put that in pill form and take it every day, like, just having that fresh start feeling, because every day is really that. Um, It doesn't have to be, you know, week one of January. Like, every morning you wake up is an opportunity to get better, so...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Obviously, it's great for the layperson to have, like, the new year as a a kick in the butt. Um, But if you can try to take that feeling you have right now and, and maintain it throughout the year, I think that's the best way to, like get your goals uh moving forward yeah for sure
1: do you have any specific tricks if you lose your motivation
0: go through the motions (laughs) just do it
1: (laughs) just do it yeah yeah i think that's like nobody is gonna have motivation all the time and if you if you think that you're gonna be like like somehow magically motivated all the time to like work out or eat better practice your instrument whatever it's like you're, there's no way that anybody's going to be motivated all the time. So you have to, like, mm-hmm. set up um, discipline and habits to help you in those times when you're not motivated. That's kind of, like, um, yeah, that would be, like, my big tip for the year is when you have this motivation, try to set up, like, uh, routines and, and stuff that'll, like, keep you on track because motivation won't always be there. So. Great. Yeah.
2: It's like... Hey, yeah. Remember, too, I think everyone... Everyone thinks motivation makes you do an action but a lot of times action produces that motivation and when you don't have motivation like Tyler said just go through the motions it's just you know you're going to feel better if you come to the gym and work out and that action of just even if you just drive here and park in the parking lot you're like alright I'm here now I'm going to go in and then you're going to work out and then you're going to feel better now you're motivated to come back the next day so it, you can't sit around and wait for motivation all the time it's good a lot of people have it right now on January 1st or the first week of January but remember too when that motivation starts to wane away like the action is going to create more motivation, not the right. other way around.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well put. It's like in the, I guess, the cliche of like motivation versus drive. Like motivation is very, um, you know, short lasting. Whereas like drive is even if you're not motivated, you're still going forward. Mm-hmm. Even when, especially when you don't feel like it. Like the, we had a workout last week. Um, I was talking to Eric about like in warm up, I felt like trash and. I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be a tough day and I'm not feeling up to snuff today. But those are the best days for training because those are the days you really get something out of it. Like when you don't feel like doing it and you do it anyway, mm-hmm. those are really the days that like bring you forward, not the days where you feel amazing and get a great score and hit a great PR. Mm-hmm. Like those right.
1: days are fun, but those aren't necessarily the days that are going to make you better. All right. And that even on like a neurological level, that impacts you a lot because like, if you think about... If you're in the habit of like, f- when you feel like you don't want to go to the gym, you don't go to the gym. That creates like a, like a neural pathway in your brain, and the more you do it, the stronger it gets. And so when you break that and you do come into the gym, that like it breaks that that chain, and um, it that's like how you're gonna actu- actually make change. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's uh yeah, even in like a scientific brain way, it does it it changes things.
2: Mm-hmm it sounds corny too but like having your having your why and like your true why like right. everyone, obviously everyone comes to the gym because we want to be healthy because why do you want to be healthy and dig deep and keep asking yourself why with every answer and finally you get to that whatever it may be whether it's well, my grandfather passed away early because of type 2 diabetes whatever it may be like maybe that's your why and just keep asking why you want to be here remind yourself of that and that's going to be that sometimes that motivation that leads oh. to action or vice versa that gets you in here yeah. And that drive that Tyler was my talking about. My favorite why
0: is um, that I want to be able to wet my own butt when I get older.
2: There you go. That's
0: a very good one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> very good.
2: Yeah.
0: Took a lot of digging to get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> many layers. <laughs> yeah. It's like Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but too <much. laughs> So what are some of our goals going forward?
0: Um... Well, I'm having a kid soon. So
2: What? I'm <laughs> <Surprise>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Eric. <laughs> just like
0: quiet. Eric, I meant to talk to you. Um, so my goal is to obviously like let my body heal, but then I want to try to like get back to my old self as uh, soon as possible in a in a safe and healthy way while trying to raise kids. Yeah. So that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> New challenges. <laughs> About you, any specific goals? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh,
0: I just want to like keep on the track that like stay true to what I what I'm doing. Um, like outside of fitness, I'm doing a lot of recording with the band, and um, I want to keep you know progressing with that and not let this. Uh, I don't know kind of step into a new career, but not let that de- derail the other aspects of my life. Um, Because I feel like a lot of people, when they make a big change and they, like, if they, you know, go into a new job, it's easy for them to, like, uh, slip on everything else they do. Eric, how about you?
1: All right, my goals this year, um, I also have a kid on the way, I'm not uh, pregnant or anything, but, um, yeah, so one of my goals is to have, like, a little bit more free time so that I can uh, spend some time raising a human, Um, so that's that's one of my goals but um then I have a fitness goal of trying to deadlift 400 pounds so I've been chasing that for a little bit um so yeah trying to get my deadlift up is kind of like one of my big goals um yeah and then I have a ton of ton of goals like for the business specifically um that you know I won't get into because uh, that's that's a different uh, different subject but but yeah, I love I love setting goals. I set goals every week I, or every uh, year. I have I have been for like, um, like, probably six years doing it, and it's just yeah, super helpful tool. Um, but only if you implement it and like act like there's no other option um, than achieving the goal. So, like I meet weekly with uh, a group and we um, like hold each other accountable. Um, you know, we check in every week, which is like really good for accountability, because uh, it's easy to set goals and then forget about it. Uh, so, setting up some some kind of accountability is key, I think, to achieving goals.
0: That that makes me think my goal is really uh, vague after hearing yours. So, it always reminds me of like the SMART goals like specific, measurable, all that kind of stuff, attainable. What's the other two? What's it? realistic and yeah. like time, time? Yeah. So, I think uh, one of my goals should be working on being more specific
2: with my goals i'm getting there (laughs) do you have a process to setting goals
1: yeah actually i just um gave tyler but it's a pretty it's a pretty good way of doing it i think because it it starts by like putting yourself in the mindset of like where do you want to be in five to ten years like and it, that's kind of like limitless. Like you just think like your perfect scenario. Like what do you want that to be? And then you kind of work backwards from there. Um, like what can you what can you do this year to move you towards that goal? Um, and then once you have those kind of dialed in, then you then you um, get real specific with them and make sure that they're like smart goals, like you were saying. Um, and then I'll even go like I have a document where. Um, I have like each month. I have like a little checklist. Like we need to be at this many members. We need to be, um, you know, uh, doing this for a competition. We need to be doing, um, um, you know, you know, a bunch of uh, different things. With, uh, savings, you know, debt, all that kind of stuff is our, our good goals mm-hmm. going forward. So, yeah. one of the great uh, parts of that thing you gave me, I
0: think, was after I asked you like what you would like to achieve like if you had you know if you look back five years um, asked you afterwards like how would this make you feel and how is it gonna like enhance your life
1: yeah
0: and I think after setting a goal that's important to look at Um, so one of my favorite quotes um, in regards to that is it's not what you attain but it's who you're becoming in the process Um, so I think like in terms of setting goals and then afterwards asking how is it gonna enhance your life and how is it gonna um, change the person that you're being how's your character going to develop through that goal being attained um, more so than just like the actual um, you know thing you get from attaining it the yeah. process that you're going to have to go through to get, to attain the goal is almost sometimes more important so I liked in that sheet you gave me it was like how is this going to make you feel when you get there and how is your life going to be different
1: Yeah. yeah and like going on like a, kind of something related to that um there's like this real issue about like people that win the olympics or or even just make it to the olympics um after they um after the olympics are over there's like this really common thing where they get like super depressed and like suicidal and stuff so um uh who's this one michael phelps he he like wrote a book and he started this whole thing. Um, like, for Olympians, because it's pretty common, like, he got it, Sean White, a bunch of um, people got it, because it's, like, you set a goal, and then you achieve it, and if you don't know why you're achieving it, or, like, you know, how it's going to improve you as a person, then it can just, like, screw you up, because your Mm -hmm. identity's gone, and, like, you're just left with, like, this goal that was achieved, but you don't really know why, so, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: And I think that's important when setting your goals, too, is... Like you said, asking yourself how you're going to feel when you attain it, and that might help you realize if it's if it's truly an important goal or not. Right. Because um, sometimes the goal may seem important when you're setting it, and you get it, and you don't feel any different, or maybe you feel worse. So, kind of asking yourself that question beforehand mm-hmm. can be helpful in setting the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool.
1: What about you, Zach?
2: Um. Coaching related, I was reflecting on a lot of this stuff recently, and I was thinking about we, we talked about in the past episode of the podcast, and I think we wrote a blog about it too, maybe the, the kind of like the life cycle of a CrossFitter. And we talk about how we go through these ebbs and flows of when you first start, like you want to tell the whole world about CrossFit, and then it might die down a little bit, and then it picks back up. And I think we talk about like a year and a half point. It's kind of like where we see some drop off of people, and I was trying to think about how we can. Keep people engaged and avoid that. And I also for myself, coaching too, how I can avoid the burnout from coaching in the long, like the early mornings and the long hours, and keep it fun. And so, I, with all the planning we did recently with some of the events this year, and I think we have some really cool stuff coming up too. So, a lot of goals for the for, for South um, for bringing new programs in, for keeping things fun, keeping things fresh, keeping people engaged, and so. Goals for the box in that sense, so I don't want to give too much away of that now, but we have a lot of fun stuff planned soon. Yeah. Um, fitness related for me, I'm trying to get back in just a regularly scheduled program too. I've been, I, I've fallen out of my regular training, I think, with just like focusing on just not focusing on myself. And not to say I'm going to be selfish this year, but like I am going to put a little more time into. Making time to make sure I train X amount of times a week. So getting back into that again, and I'd, I'd like to do some more competitions this year. I didn't do any last year, uh, so I think getting back and doing at least one or two comps this year, maybe like an online qualifier too, like just for just to have a goal to train for. I do well when I have a something in the future to train for, and then so That'd be fun. I'll have to pick something soon, sign up for it, tell everybody, hold myself accountable, and then yeah, yeah. and then get back, get back out there.
0: Nice. I think yeah. that can tie into like. <clears throat> the the new year's feeling too is like if you commit to something um like maybe mid year that right now you're jacked up about doing but like for me it was like Eric asked about the sprint try so I went online and paid it and like now I'm, I got no other choice yeah even right. though it was something I plan on doing now I like am um accountable to that because I've spent the money and I'm already signed up um so like even if I'm not so jacked up about it while I'm in the pool in a couple weeks <laughs> yeah um Like, I've already set the expectation that I'm going to do it and I'm going to try to do it well. So, um, like, I think having goals like that and committing to something, like, you know, later in the year, too, can keep you on track with, like, uh, being disciplined.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, so uh, I think that's pretty good. I think, yeah, one thing, like, when you're thinking about goals, you mentioned on a little bit is, like, tell people about it. So, like, I encourage all our listeners to, like, make it public what their goals are because um, it's easy to let yourself down, but when you, it's hard to let others down. So make it public and share we'll, your we'll goals. we get the, and
0: uh, the goal board all cleaned off so you can get some fresh goals up there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a huge proponent of social media, but I think that is one of the great benefits is, like, it's a way to, to broadcast what you want to do and, mm-hmm. like, you know you probably have a lot of followers that are like you know personal friends or family so if you go on there and say like this year i'm gonna you know sign up to an exercise program or i'm gonna commit to a nutrition program and the world knows it now it's you're a little more likely to fall through even when you, your motivation is gone because you've set it out in the universe and right accountability right. is big yes yeah,
1: mm-hmm. for sure cool all right until next time